According to the Journal of Health Economics, adult use of cannabis has increased in areas where legalization has occurred. In some instances, amongst the 55 to 64-year-old age group, cannabis use rose from 1.1% in the early aughts to nearly 6% by 2015. It's a small but perceptible increase. And some of these adults are the very same baby boomers who took part in demystifying cannabis in the first place some 30 years ago. But then some are also new to cannabis. Today, we're speaking with two women in their 50s who are experimenting and assessing as to how cannabis fits into their lives now that they have grown children and more free time for activity and personal development. This is Cannabis for the Ages. Hi, my name's Sybil Taylor and I'm 53. Hi, Sybil. Uh, what's your relationship with cannabis these days? I have kind of a complex uh, relationship with cannabis because mm -hmm. I come at it from a couple of different roles. You know, I am a parent of uh, two young men, 19 and 21. You know, I'm a person that's quite curious about cannabis from a recreational point of view. And I've recently also become, you know, a medical patient. But I also am, you know, caring for aging parents and I see a lot of opportunity to help them. So I, I, I think that my relationship is going to be really varied and interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, you said that you had uh, aging parents. How old are your parents? My dad's 81 and my mom um, also of the same age, but she just passed last year. She was... Mm -hmm. um, she she battled uh, ovarian cancer for about 13 months. And so, um, you know, it was interesting going through that process of researching and trying to understand the whole, you know, nightmare of cancer and, and trying to help her as best we could. And in one of her, you know, her final treatments of chemo, she was in quite a bad way. Um, she really hadn't eaten or spoken for about four days. And um, finally, my sisters and I were able to convince her to try cannabis. And um, it was remarkable to watch her, the pain on her face, you know, just, just disappear um, over the period of about an hour as it began to take effect. And it was pretty remarkable to see, to see those incredible benefits of cannabis. So I quickly became a believer you know, you start really reevaluating re your own opinion of the plant. Um, there's been so much stigma attached to it because it's been an illegal product. And so I'm excited about the future. I think that there's a lot of potential both for um, a kind of healthful recreational product, but absolutely a ton of opportunity to help diseased and, and chronically ill people. Well, you know, I think cannabis was uh, legal for so long in our country. Um, and because of that, there was a stigma that was created, of course. And I think that oftentimes the people who could benefit from cannabis the most um, oftentimes stay away from it due to the stigma, uh, due to its uh, legality. And I think that's a, a, a huge benefit for the upcoming legalization. Uh, but I'm curious to know, what was the conversation that you had with your mother? What was that like? And, and how did you um, uh, kind of introduce cannabis to her as a, as a form of treatment? Well, we had definitely approached her much earlier, weeks and months earlier, I think, in her cancer treatment. Um, 
to try to encourage her to look at cannabis. I believe on the Canadian Cancer Society website, they actually write that cancer um, can be cured by cannabis. So, you know, to have that, you know, accreditation or reference or like approval from the Canadian Cancer Society, um, you know, it really encouraged us to try to get her to try it. But she just wasn't interested, and I think it wasn't until she was in in really a pretty deep place, um, you know, battling cancer, that she finally was willing to give it a try. But it's interesting. My dad is also in early stages of uh, fighting Parkinson's, and I know from research on the internet that uh, cannabis can be very helpful for all of the static movement um, disorders, but he, he really isn't interested at all in even the conversation. So, you know, I, I, to each their own, not everybody's comfortable with it. And, and, you know, I'm sure it's just going to take time before the stigma is removed, but I imagine that in five, maybe 10 years time, it's going to be a product that a lot of people are willing to try. Maybe not the THC psychoactive version of it, but the CBD version, you know, so many of us are are really consumed with eating and living in a healthy way. And so, you know, we take omega oils, we eat organic, we're taking probiotics. And uh, I could just imagine that in the morning, you know, people that perhaps are aging and suffering from arthritis or random, you know, aging pain um, would consider taking it all the time just as a preventative measure. Right. Well, you know, I think the availability of you know, properly labeled and uh, clearly defined CBD products is going to be a huge game changer uh, for folks with an active lifestyle who want to be uh, conscious about what it is that they're putting into their bodies, uh, as well as folks, as you say, who are suffering from, you know, those random aches and pains that just come along with aging. Um, I think the general population is going to be a lot more open to that. You and I are already, you know, our minds are already open to it, but I, I don't think that the general population is quite ready. Right. And though there's been so much media attention about the legalization. I, did, I had a dinner party recently with four couples and, and we started talking about cannabis and it was interesting. Only about half the people were even kind of willing to try it when it's legal. The other people were like, no way. You know, or I tried it back in university and it didn't work for me or, you know, or they just didn't believe the health claims or whatever. It was really, it, to me, it was really interesting because in my circles, I, you know, I've been in the craft beer industry for, for a couple of decades now. And I think people that work in, in alcohol or hospitality maybe are just a little bit more open to sin products, if you will. So my personal circle, I think, is pretty open to it. But when we start going a little a little broader, um, you know, to a wider circle of, of friends, particularly in my age group, um, you know, maybe they're not quite ready to take it on, but we'll see. Well, then how do you go about broaching the subject of cannabis with uh, folks in your age group? Uh, how, how do you have those conversations that uh, help sort of demystify cannabis for them and, and, and kind of expose them to, to the understanding that you've gained over the years? Well, education is power, right? What um, Knowledge is power. And there's something like 40 countries around the world where cannabis is legal medically. And so there's a ton of research going on, maybe not massive double blind, you know, clinical trials, but there's certainly enough smaller research trials and uh, in various diseases and applications, right, across the world. And it seems like we're just holding back and not sharing enough of this information, not being 
open-minded enough to it. And I, I just think that's really disappointing that there's probably a ton we, we could learn from it. And, and I think that if people, you know, go into a Ontario cannabis store and just try some random product without a lot of knowledge, they might be disappointed in the results. So say they're looking for a product to help them sleep and they end up buying one of the, the strains or combinations of THC, CBD, that's more of the party buzz, you know, that's not going to do it for them. But unless there's more education, I guess it's a matter of broaching the subject, right? Talking to people about it. And and once it's legal, I think the conversations will start flowing more naturally uh, just among friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth is such a powerful form of advertising. Well, do you speak to your kids about cannabis? Do you have those conversations? And, and what are those conversations like? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have a pretty open conversation about everything with our kids. I mean, having worked in the beer industry, of course, we had to broach the subject of of alcohol consumption with them early. And, and of course, they, they brought up to us the whole issue of cannabis and it being illegal, right? My son, Ben, who's now 21, was quite a precocious young man. And I remember him coming home after, I think it was grade seven or eight health class, where they were taught about all different forms of, you know, drugs and narcotics and alcohol and, and what the effects were on their body. And we had a really robust conversation around cannabis versus alcohol, because of course, me working in craft brewing, that was our family business, our livelihood. Um, You know, we tried to take a sort of European viewpoint of alcohol that um, consume in moderation, that it's not a sin, that you have it with family, you drink with you drink when you're when you're eating and celebrating that it was kind of a positive but moderate thing that you consumed, right? Try to normalize it so that, um, you know, if it isn't a sin, then then the kids wouldn't wouldn't be, you know, drawn to it. But my son uh, was very um, convinced that cannabis was a better thing to consume. He was was talking to me then uh, about its benefits. And to be honest, my mind was quite close to it because I knew that uh, there are concerns about young minds, uh, yet unformed minds, uh, consuming too much cannabis. And I was also worried about the fact that it was an illegal product and, you know, I wouldn't want him to get into any trouble. And my mind was quite close to cannabis at that point. But now that we're on the sort of <laughs> precipice of it becoming legal, I'm really researching and educating myself and I'm very open to it. And I'm glad that I was able to have those kind of frank conversations with my son back then because it's easy to come back around to the conversation and go, huh. You were right. And isn't it great that it was that it's now going to be legal? I think at the time I was worried him wanting it to be legal was that he wanted to access it, you know, way too often. But his point really was that if it was legalized, then it would be safer, a trusted product. I would have far fewer worries. And so, you know, I've come around to him and say, yeah, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you love that. You know, mom telling him that, uh, that he was right. I'm sure you really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys, uh, have you guys ever spent time smoking together and having conversations? Is that something that you do? I have to say that because we were making our livelihood in, in beer, that it wasn't something that I, I would, you know, go to. I, I wasn't comfortable with the legal ele- element as a mother, I wasn't interested in like going to some shady dealer, you know, or 
letting my kids know that I was okay with cannabis because we'd had all these conversations about them not partaking. So I I didn't think it was right for me to partake, uh, you know, kind of publicly with them. But now that they're of age, they'll be able to, um, you know, legally consume. Um, They've also been living away from home a few years. I'm sure they've been partying their brains out. So, (laughs) so now, Absolutely. I I think in just a few weeks or whenever, you know, the legislation's passed and we can now together <laughs> legally consume, I look forward to it. And I and I I don't know if I'd be passing a joint around with my kids. I I, I, I think I prefer a smokeless version of it myself. Maybe maybe we'll be doing uh, you know, hash brownies or something or head of I don't know, whatever. <laughs> well, as you age, do you find yourself personally using any uh, cannabis-related products? Well, I've only just recently um, become a medical patient, really for insomnia. I've had in- quite bad insomnia for about 20 years now, and I've just sort of muddled through like a lot of working moms do, right? <laughs> With kids waking them up at night, and, and then as you age, your own aches and pains and hormonal imbalance, um, you know, makes sleep kind of a, a tough thing to to get sometimes. I've been jumping around a lot trying to figure it out, everything from... Uh, you know, oil droplets under my tongue to soft gel caps to a little mint oil spray, sublingual spray. So just trying to find something that works for me, both in terms of in terms of onset and actually lasting throughout the whole night so that I actually have a good sleep. Well, the search continues, I guess, you know, and I think that's the exciting thing about legalization. We're going to be able to try things. We're going to be able to experiment and find what works for us best. Uh, Additionally, also know what we're getting. It's really exciting. I agree with you 100%, especially as a mom and as a a daughter. I'm looking for trust, consistency, quality, honesty uh, in what I'm what I'm buying. My name is Natalie DiCecco, and I'm 50. What's your relationship with cannabis like these days? I guess I'm not a regular user. It's a more of a, um, I guess, monthly <laughs> pleasure, I guess. I see it mm-hmm. as a, I guess, like opening up a really, really good bottle of wine and sitting down and enjoying it and sipping it. And that's kind of my relationship with it. Interestingly enough, I think there are some... Uh, comparisons between cannabis and wine. There are different terroirs and different regions, and much in the same way, you can get different strains from different places that promote uh, different effects. And with all this variety, uh, I'm sure that things have changed quite drastically over the past few years. Uh, What was cannabis like for you growing up? It's not what it used to be. uh, It has evolved. It's um it's uh you have to educate yourself because it's not what it used to be the strains are very different um it, it's a whole different world well as you've gotten older have you begun to introduce cannabis into your life for any health related reasons or for you is it more so recreational it's purely recreational i think as you become a parent you have a job to do and you sort of let go of your old little pleasures, I guess, of life, and you become a serious person, and because of all the stigma and all of like, the bad judgment, you sort of 
put certain things aside to do the right thing, the proper thing, so you don't get judged. And I think that's probably what I did for quite a number of years until my, my kids became adults. We sort of one day just decided that it was something that we can do together. It became okay. It's like I got the okay from my kids. <laughs> it's okay to not be so serious and it's okay to just be. So, yeah. So you're using cannabis with your kids? Yes, yes. My Yeah, now that they are uh, adults and, and we can, it's like I said, we sort of get together because now they're moved out and we get together randomly on the weekends. And it's it's just like opening up a good bottle of wine, which is, smoke and have wonderful conversations and it's uh it's a very very pleasurable experience so do any of your contemporaries consume cannabis folks your age anybody in your community and if they do what are those conversations like and if they don't what do you say to them and and how do you go about sort of breaking through that stigma around cannabis i guess for a number of years you just sort of find your your crowd that you feel comfortable doing it, uh, we would do it. It was like, it's you're like little kids, you know, hiding and, and doing it like in secret. It's sort of, it's more open. It's better now. It's okay to talk about it. People are, I think, I find, I find in my age group, um, people are more open to it because they see the benefit of it for many, many reasons. Let be medicinal. I know that if you've given the choice, most of my friends, if they have to be prescribed pills versus mm. cannabis, they'll go for the cannabis. Really? And why do you think that is? Um, because it's natural. And I think now people are aiming to heal themselves in a more natural way. And you hear, I mean, you've seen the advertisements on TV. If you take this medicine and there's a list of 1,500 side effects, it's like, oh, well, I think I'd rather be sick. But if I have the choice to take cannabis to heal myself without side effects, without uh, any addiction issues, it will not create any, uh, you, you will not become violent. You will not, I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole different, better way to treat yourself. Well, do you see yourself using cannabis over the next decade? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, are there any strains or uh, methods of consumption that you typically prefer? I like the up and active thing. Because um, I'm a very quiet person to be to begin with. So when I do smoke, I usually get extremely <laughs> talkative <laughs> and I have these incredible ideas and I'm just like, I'm a very different person, which is kind of cool. It's it's like another side of me that's free to be. And uh, because otherwise you sort of shy away from really expressing your true identity or your true ideas. It depends on the mood. You know, sometimes you're, you're, you want to be a little bit more chill because, you, you know, you're having difficulty sleeping or whatever. You're really stressed out. So it, it really depends on, on what your day is like, I guess. So do you use cannabis as a pain management tool as well? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would go for that versus using any kind of pills, for sure. There would yeah. be no, no two ways about it. Well, interestingly enough, uh, through conversation, I find that I speak to more and more people who are using cannabis as a natural solution for pain management. 
my partner shared with me just recently that she uses cannabis quite often as an aid for menstrual pain. And I think within the healthcare community, cannabis has been ignored for so long because it's been illegal and obviously because of the stigma. It really has been ignored. It's been used to the ages for forever and ever. I mean, we have to be honest about it as humans that it's it's been a medicine as long as we've existed. So, you know, we have to embrace it and not make it this horrible gateway drug, which is totally isn't. Well, my last question for you is, as a cannabis user, over the next few years, how would you like to see, in kind of your ideal situation, cannabis rolled out into the world in its legalized form? I want it to be regulated. I want it to be tested so that I know that what I'm getting is the right thing. And I think I I, I want for the smaller producers just like smaller producers of wine and of organic vegetables and so on, to have a fair chance to put their products on the market as well and giving this product to the world because they know what they're doing. And I'd like to go see my little local organic uh, weed grower and, and purchase from him from his farm. And I think that'd be an amazing experience.